welcome. You're listening to the Pink Medicine Podcast and I'm your host, Lauren Plunkett. Each week, I intend to fill your ears with inspiration, motivation and guidance to help you live your best life. I'll do this with the help of some truly amazing and inspiring guests in which together we'll bring you both meaningful and thought-provoking conversations. So settle in and let's enjoy this week's show. Hello, and thanks for joining me for another episode. I hope you've all had a really good week so far. This week, I caught up with the delightful Chelsea Wood. Chelsea, along with her partner Bryce, are currently caravanning around Australia and are documenting their experiences on their popular YouTube channel, Caravan Adventure Australia. In this episode, Chelsea shares with us her favourite Australian travel destinations, the benefits of living a slower-paced life both emotionally and physically, she explains how COVID-19 affected their trip, we discuss how to maintain long-distance friendships, Chelsea tells us what she does to fill up her cup and take time out for herself. Chelsea shares what she and Bryce do to maintain a healthy, happy relationship whilst travelling. She shares her top three tips for anyone caravanning the Australian outback and so much more. So let's dive into today's chat with the lovely Chelsea Wood. Hey Chelsea, thanks so much for jumping on the podcast to have a chat with me today. I can imagine right now you are sitting on the coastline somewhere watching the beach come in, just living the life. Your caravan adventure in Australia kicked off in March this year. So you are now three months in on a 12 to 18 month journey around Australia with your partner Bryce. You gave up work, you gave up family, and you just packed up your lives and jumped in a caravan. Tell me, what sparked the idea for you guys to get up and leave and, and do this massive trip? I think what started us off originally was travelling as kids. We both caravanned as children with our families. And then after seeing that simple way of living, uh, we adapted that into our own lives. Life's short, you know, so we might as well do this before we've got a mortgage, commitments back home, and we're just after giving up that nine-to-five grind. We both loved our jobs, but we were just after, yeah, that simple way of living. Because mm, you know what? You're living the Australian dream, most people would say, but a lot of people to pack up their bags and just to leave and leave it all behind, that's something they always they think they're going to do when they retire. For you guys to, to do this and to be doing this in your 20s is just amazing and just, I think, really brave as well. Yeah, yeah, it is a scary thought to think that you pack up everything and you're seeing your friends and family all the time. But as soon as you get out there and do it and make that commitment, it comes a lot easier just traveling on the road. And I think everyone, it would just become second nature to them. It's the best way to live, I reckon. And you might as well experience it before Yeah, you're a grey nomad. Let's talk about some of the places that you've travelled already and where have been some of your favourite destinations? Yeah, so we left off in March and we headed west. Things got a bit rocky with coronavirus, but we've, yeah, we've still kept that plan going. One of our favourite places so far was down near Esperance, Cape Le Grand National Park. We stayed at some amazing camps down there, did some great walks. You could drive on the beach and fishing. So that was one of our favourite places. 
Geraldine is also a great town. So if we had to pack up and move anywhere, it'd probably be there so far. It's probably a third place so far, which would be our favourite, is Cowberry. Both the town is really cute and the national park. You've got great walks. Everyone's really friendly. Yeah, and we just love the outback feel of it. Mm, was Cowberry not the recent episode but the one yeah, before that? Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. There was videos of you guys swimming in the creek, which was just like crystal clear water. Oh, that was yeah. beautiful. Even even I just thought, wow, that was just something else. Just think that those places are right here in Australia just amazes me. Through travelling through some of these country towns, how does city suburban life compare with these rural communities? Yeah, it's definitely slow paced. It's more relaxed. People are friendlier. Just an example, you're driving in the town and you drive past another person and they wave to you. You don't know them, you've never seen them before and they wave out the window or say good day as they're walking down the street. It's just a more friendly vibe. But things you do need to look out for compared with living in the city is resources. You can't just pop to the shop all the time and grab all your essential items because they might not have them or they're super expensive. So we just try and be prepared. We love the outback rural towns and travelling, but you just need to think in advance a bit more, I guess, because uh, then places aren't as equipped as living in the city. Mm, I wouldn't have even thought of that because I guess, yeah, maybe they get one delivery a week or one delivery a fortnight of groceries instead of, you know, trucks coming in every second day like it is here in the city. Yeah. How has it been, even just physically just living a slower paced life, do you find you're more active or not as because you're in a car driving around? Like how is that having days where you're driving on the road compared to moving around? Yeah, we are doing heaps of walking and then we snorkel and we swim. So you're doing different things than you are at home. That's not just going for a walk around the block every day. You might not plan your walk, but it just happens to pop up. Imagine it would be, you know, you'd have days where you feel like you've just been in the car and just driving. And then, yeah, I'm sure you have days like where you've been walking and you've been exploring and doing things and things would feel a lot more active than you normally would, you know, to people who maybe just have a nine to five desk job, they're not doing probably as much as what you guys yeah, are doing. Yeah, that's totally right. Yeah. In what ways did COVID-19, how did that affect your trip or how did it even not affect your trip? Yeah, it definitely did affect us quite a lot. We were near Esperance WA when everything hit and I'm not sure if everyone's familiar but Western Australia shut all of their borders down but they also did regional borders within the state because it is so large. So we had about a day or so's notice to pretty much figure out what we were going to do for potentially the next six months. Nobody knew. We chose to go to Perth. Uh, we knew someone there. So we bunkered down for three weeks while the majority of the outbreaks hit and why everyone had to do that self-isolating. And then we then moved on to a bit more of like a beach town in Perth, which was really nice. But that was still four weeks where it was very unknown. We didn't know whether we'd have to turn back, whether we'd have to leave our caravan there and fly home. Like everyone, we were it was pretty unsure times. Definitely took a mental toll on us as well. Mm, yeah, I wasn't even sure if it would affect you guys being so far out and you're not necessarily surrounded by people and having to worry about social distancing. But, yeah, to hear that it's still obviously affected you in different ways. How are you staying safe and healthy on your trip? I know with one of the videos I just finished watching, your latest one, you talked about how in some areas you didn't have access to the toilets and campsites and, and things yeah. like that. 
we were pretty lucky that this caravan that we have has an ensuite because some places we had to stay during all of this was you couldn't use the shower toilet, like the amenities blocks. So we had to use all of our own facilities. They were very strict on what you could do at the caravan parks. And we're just lucky that it was it was just the two of us, not a family, because it, it would be so hard trying to control it a family of four or five even uh, in such a small space and when you don't have the playgrounds or any facilities at the parks open, we're just pretty lucky it was just the two of us and we're both adults. Yeah, mentally it takes a toll but, yeah, we we stayed sane, I guess, yeah. Mm, what did you do just to sort of de-stress? We adapted a bit of a routine pretty early on in the isolation, I guess. We would always get up at 8 o'clock and go to bed at 10 p.m. That was pretty strict rules. We weren't going to sit up late at night and binge Netflix and then be really lazy and get up at 10 o'clock just because we could. We then went for walks. I did yoga. We would do online classes on YouTube, so different fitness classes together, just things to pass the time and try and be productive as possible. Mm, And I like how you mentioned routine there because I guess like you said, you know, you don't have, you don't necessarily have to get up at 9am every morning. But I think to have that routine and like you guys said, you were very keen on sticking to it. I guess that brings some normality into your days, you know, some predictability as well. Being so far away from and, and out of close contact from friends and family, how has that been and, and, and how do you stay connected, especially when there might be times when you're out of range? Yeah, so we try and connect with our family and friends on a daily basis, really. I Snapchat pretty much all day, um, pictures and videos to my mom and my sister. We have a little chat going and even one of our family friends, she's joined in on that as well because she just loves seeing what me and Bryce are up to and I love seeing what they're doing as well back home. They send me pictures of the dogs. <laughs> we FaceTime, me, my mum, my dad every few nights. We text, we call. Yeah, me and my mum are pretty close so we definitely chat most days and then my sister as well. Yeah, it's been really nice but with friends uh, we try and FaceTime as well like a big group chat. Your life sort of breaks up their life everything for them would just be normal here you know so seeing those little snippets of your travels would just be absolutely so amazing for them I'm sure they look forward to it but then for you guys too just to you know hear what's happening here (laughs) so you're traveling with your partner Bryce I can imagine being in a small space sharing each other's air (laughs) how does that go how do you how do you both sort of maintain a healthy relationship together being right next to each other all day yeah, long. Yeah, well, at go? first it was definitely the most challenging because we didn't live together before leaving on this trip. We would spend most nights or maybe five nights a week together uh, just at each other's houses because we did live at home with our parents. So moving into the caravan the first month was definitely figuring out each other's needs. That was a big one. Some of my, my needs were living in a clean space. So I'm a bit of a neat freak. As soon as we finish dinner or a meal, I need to get up and I need to clean it where that's not Bryce's take on things. I might think he's being lazy, but really he just wants to chill out after dinner, let his food go down. So just start working out how each other live, I guess, because we'd never done that full time together. So that was the main one. We bickered quite a bit at the start. (laughs) Little things would annoy each other. But as the times got on, it's definitely got easier because we know how each other work. 
we know things that niggle each other, I guess, definitely got better as time goes on. You have your good days and your bad days, but overall, I think it's brought us closer together. Mm, and you know what? Yeah. All relationships mm-hmm. have good days and bad days. And I think that's I think that's really good that you guys have learned to respect each other's little ticks oh, and I don't know, just yeah. Um, yeah. So you guys know what you guys appreciate and what, you know, makes each other happy and you do that for one another. I think that's really important. So how do you find time for yourself? What does that look like for you? If you just need to have some <laughs> Chelsea time, you just need to zen out. What does that look like? Yeah, for you usually on the road? mostly walking. I will go for an afternoon walk by myself. We usually do a walk in the morning if we're in a nice location together. And then in the afternoon, if I need some, yeah, Chelsea time, I'll uh, take that to myself, sit down on the beach. Even if it's just walking to like a local park and sitting on my phone by myself with no one else around, that's really nice. I'm definitely. Are you someone who does need their own space or are you someone who is quite happy to be in No, I definitely need my own space. I think Bryce is a bit of the opposite. He doesn't really care if we're together 24 hours a day, seven days a Mm. week, but I need to have that little escape. Yeah, release on my own. Yeah, I know. I'm like you. I definitely need some. Me time. You you know, you need to fill up your own cup. Yeah, you do. You've got to take care of yourself. It makes you a better person when you, you know, you've taken a bit of of (laughs) (laughs) self-care. So I want to talk a little bit about your very popular YouTube channel, Caravan Adventure Australia. You've had just under 10,000 views on that channel and as well as your Instagram, you have about 2,000 likes on your Instagram. Where did you guys get the idea for this and what are your intentions? Yeah, so it's definitely started just being a creative outlet for me. So again, it comes down to my me time. I can sit there and just edit a video for a few hours every night or every second night. I have my headphones in, I just chill out on my own. And I love just going through our footage. Also, some people scrapbook or create photo albums, collect stickers or things going along on the road. But we wanted to document this mainly for our family and friends to see. Well, that's how it started out anyway. And then we've just got a bit of a following from there and it just seems to be growing every day. Yeah, and we love showing people how amazing Australia is and how you don't have to go overseas and spend big bucks. You don't even have to have a massive setup and spend heaps of money on a car and caravan because you can just travel around, do road trips, and it's just so beautiful. Mm, I think I saw that. On your Instagram page, you have the premiere of Western Australia. Oh, really? I didn't even pick up on that. (laughs) Yeah, and honestly, the footage is just amazing. That drone, the footage that captures for your videos is just breathtaking. I think in your latest video, the, the images it captures of those coastal lines and did you use the drone when you had those beautiful pictures of the sea turtle and, oh, my gosh, some of the fish you could see in the water I thought that was just amazing yeah is that all drone sorry that's Bryce mostly because I'm a bit too scared to use it as you'll see in one of the videos I actually crash it into uh, one of the pinnacles which is pretty much just a big (laughs) rock formation (laughs) um but yeah I just let Bryce take control of that and um yeah he did get the drone footage of the turtles and the shark in the water with that yeah it's really great we'll just be sitting on a beach and we'll see something out in the water and I'll be like Bryce what do you reckon that is do you reckon that's like a turtle or something and he's like oh just wait a minute I'll put the drone up I'm like oh cool so then we get these yeah really cool footage of yeah sharks and turtles and all sorts of things 
Yeah, he's really creative. And then, yeah, he got this beautiful shot of you just like walking along the coastline in this one with the waves crashing. I was like, oh, yep. gosh, it's beautiful, honestly. It's the way your videos are pieced together and the music and it's really down to earth. It's not over the top. You're not acting it up or anything. It is what it is. It's just you're just showcasing. It's just natural beauty and, you know, and then uh -huh. the humor along the way, you guys, you know, there's a couple of little funny bits you guys toss in there and it's just, it, it is, it's really just down to earth, Thank honest you. experience of what you guys are going through. I really, it, it is, it's, I really appreciate it. And yeah, the effort you guys put into it and, and the little tips you guys have in there along the way. I think it's really handy. Really, it's. I think if anyone hasn't seen it, just jump on YouTube and give them a follow and check out some of their videos from the trip so far. You will not be disappointed. So in saying that, what does the future hold for Chelsea and Bryce? What do you see you guys doing? Because I mean, I know you've got this trip still for potentially another year or, you know, year and a half. I know that you haven't really put a, a an end date on this but where do you see yourselves after this yeah so originally it was a minimum of one year of travel so with coronavirus that got blown out the window a bit we definitely slowed down for at least a month and a half two months and we're still pretty traveling pretty slow which we're enjoying because we're in a beautiful place at the moment enjoying this amazing coastline in WA so maybe a couple more years traveling on the road and definitely want to stop and work at some point. As tourism becomes more popular after coronavirus, I can get more work. Bryce is a plumber, so the plan is to get a bit more work on the road. He's been getting a bit at the moment, but we're enjoying it at the moment traveling. But we will settle down in a place, we reckon, for at least a couple of months and work our bums off and then go again. That's that's a long-term plan, mm -hmm. work, travel, work, travel. Mm, so are you guys after WA, are you moving your way up to Northern Territory? Is that sort of the Yeah, definitely. So we moment? just want to chase the sun, really. Uh, we love the hot weather. So yeah. we will go uh, past the Kimberleys and into Northern Territory, do Darwin because I love Darwin. I'd love to stop there for a few months at least, work and just enjoy our time in the Northern Territory. And then go on to Cairns, do Cape York and hit a few more of them bucket list items over the other side. Mm, I can <laughs> see you being a Cairns girl. So can you give us your three top tips for anyone who's planning on doing a caravan trip around Australia? Kind of touched on this earlier, but you don't need the best of the best gear. People go on YouTube and look up travelling family or travelling couple and some are pretty basic like us, but others have 200k worth of gear people drop 100k just on a caravan or some hotted up cruiser where we just took off in Bryce's Triton which is getting older now just got the bare essentials we love our caravan it's perfect for us it's got a toilet and shower and that's a big one because we're free camping so pretty much you don't need the best of the best if you've got the money amazing go out and do it but yeah you don't need to sell everything in order to live this lifestyle. Watch YouTube, look at people on Instagram, uh, watch caravan tours and just work. see what's going to work best for you. See what the layout of the caravan is going to be or if you don't even want to get a caravan, you want to get a bus or a sprinter van because everyone's different and just because this works for me and my partner doesn't mean that it's going to work for you or your family. So definitely do your research before you commit to anything. My third tip would be don't try and plan every detail while being on the road. 
all well and good to plan your trips or book into caravan parks, but take everything with a pinch of salt. Expect the unexpected because things change day to day. I don't know, as simple as getting a flat tyre might change your whole day or week. So just take it with a pinch of salt and definitely just try and be as relaxed as possible. Mm, they're amazing tips and yeah I think that last one there was brilliant as well I think for someone like myself I would be the person Uh who'd be there with an itinerary we're doing this this and this but yeah you're right you know just enjoy it and I'm sure you you get more out of it if you slow down just let things happen naturally you know let things come as they do I'm sure this trip from what you've seen and gone through and just the change of scenery has it changed your perspective on life living this lifestyle even just for the last 12 weeks just sort of changed the way you look at Australia and just its people and and how you just see yeah, every definitely. every day and life. like I just touched on before the start of the trip it was very regimented it was planning this planning that we're going to be here tonight we're going to stop at this time and do this but now I just need to chill out and I have finally it took a while to get in that zen frame of mind but you get there and now I can just sit down with a book and chill out of an afternoon where before it was go 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 now I think if I was to go home I probably would struggle getting back into work I reckon for the first month or so because I'm just doing whatever I want day to day and you plan day to day so living a structured lifestyle would be a struggle yeah I guess I've just learned to relax a bit more Mm, yeah I was gonna say that would you ever see yourself working a nine-to-five job again after doing this just it's a different lifestyle when you've lived that sort of slower pace you've lived to be in the moment a lot more I think and appreciate the moment so I think you know coming home and then everything goes right bang 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 get up get dressed go to work come home and you're doing that yeah you're in that loop definitely going to be a struggle to get back into but we're going to have to do it. If we want to keep traveling, we're going to have to eventually stop. Yeah, do some work for a while. But mm. I work in tourism. It's always pretty relaxed and you're meeting other people traveling on the road. So if I stay in that line of work, it might might be a bit of an easier transition back into a nine to five job. Mm. Chels, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast and having this chat with me. And I really love getting this insight into your lifestyle at the moment and and what you're doing I think packing up your bags and getting in a van with your partner and doing this is so brave and I can imagine just how daunting that could have been as well just the two of you going out on the road on your own and yeah leaving your families at home I think what you have done is so brave and I know a lot of people want to do this as well and I think a lot of people out there like myself I always say to people, oh, we'll do that when the kids leave home. But to see people like yourselves doing it now and and making it work, I just think that's really inspiring and it shows that anyone can do it. It is within reach. You don't have to wait until you're retired or until the children have moved out of home. You, you can do this sort of thing now. And the, some of the places that you have taken all of us who've been watching your journey through your YouTube channel, Caravan Adventure Australia, You've taken us to these beautiful spots and shown us parts of Australia that some of us might not ever see with our own eyes, but we know that they're out there now too. You've done so much. I think you're just inspiring people and just showing people another side to Australia. I think you should be really proud. And I'm so glad that Uh uh, we managed to get good reception because I did just watch your last video and I saw that big dust storm that you guys just went Uh, through. Was that a week ago? Three weeks ago now. 
Yeah, it was an out-of-season oh, cyclone in Western Australia. Oh. So we've pretty much just had to bunker down. We're out the back of a, a roadhouse, which was just a dust bowl, somewhere we never usually stay. But we just needed to get away from the coast. Yeah, still got flogged. <laughs> yeah. Oh, when I saw that, I thought, oh, my gosh, some of the footage out of your window. Yeah. It was just dust. You couldn't see anything. You couldn't. Yeah, even it was horrible, and it was getting in the van. Really I just cleaned the van the day before, and then it was all coming through the windows. And yeah, you just couldn't stop it. It was it was horrible. Yeah. Oh well, you can tick that one off the list. You survived <laughs> yep. a, a, a cyclone. Yeah. No. Thank you so much for sharing all of that in your journey and being so honest and so open about sharing all of that on your YouTube channel. We will link to your channel as well as your Instagram in the show notes for anyone who wants to check it out, which I highly recommend you do. And watch Chelsea and Bryce's journey for inspiration on how to get ready for your own. If that's something that is in the plans for anyone listening, they've got plenty of awesome tips on their YouTube and their Instagram pages. I've enjoyed this so much. I can't wait to see you when you come down in a few months. Yeah. Yeah, to hear about everything, where else you you go on this journey. So thank you so much, Chelsea. That was such a lovely chat I had with Chelsea. And you must head over to Bryce and Chelsea's YouTube channel and watch their episodes. Some of the places they've already been, and it's only been 12 weeks into their trip, are just breathtaking. And the footage that they've been able to shoot is just amazing. You'll be blown away. I cannot believe that all of this is right on our front door. I hope this episode has inspired you to travel some of the amazing destinations that we have right here in Australia. We don't even need a passport. And I hope you've got lots more out of that chat as well. Next week for episode six, I'm going to catch up with the amazing Ashley Cantley from the Elevated Human podcast. She is also the author of High Vibe Feng Shui, 11 Steps to Achieving Your Best Life. And we're going to discuss all things modern Feng Shui and her new book, So definitely drop in for that one. As always, I'm so grateful that you've dropped in for a listen and I can't wait to catch you next week for another dose of pink medicine. If you enjoyed today's show, I would absolutely adore it if you head over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review and leave me some love over there as well. Once again, thank you for listening.